Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hello everybody, it's me Roscoe and welcome to another Kings of Anglia fan social, the show where their co-army share their thoughts on all things town and we're back live on all platforms, on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, on the Twitter, AKX and all that jazz and I'm joined by two fine gentlemen in Steve and Callie as we discuss all things town. Boys, great to have you on, um, everyone involved, get in comments, share your thoughts, Get involved in the debate. Get this conversation going. Um, if you're listening not live, then why not? Come and join us every Thursday, 8pm. Uh, we'll change the time today because um, it just feels nice. 8pm, just, yeah. Um, but Steve, Callie, bring you in. Let's start with Callie. I've got to start with Callie. Sorry, Steve. Um, he's wearing some KOA merch, so got to plug that as well. Thanks for doing that, my friend. Repping us. How's things? All good, man. All good. Just getting over the... Um... The week and that, and um, to, we're looking forward towards Saturday, another game. Um, hope for, I mean, we know, I know we'll go into a bit more detail later, but yeah, man, feeling positive, feeling optimistic, confident on uh, how the rest of the season goes, to be honest. Top man, top man. Of course, you've got a fantastic shirt behind you, the, the Egyptian king, of course, Sam Morsey. What that's the blackout kit from the first, was the first, oh, his first season, obviously, in the club, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the Adidas one. I don't think they made that um, available for sale. Um, but yeah, shout out Sammy, man. Um, he, he kindly gifted me his shirt. Um, don't know if you can see it. He has signed it as well. But yeah, so shout out the Egyptian king, man. He is Egyptian. Portman rolls his kingdom. <laughs> I'm not going to swear. That's <laughs> all good. That's all good. But now, uh, great to have you on the show again, my friends. And let's bring Steve, the man in our uh, Plymouth outpost. A long way away down there, Steve. How's things? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, nice to be on. I haven't been on for a little while. So, uh, yeah, no, all, all good. Things are sort of ticking along. Last weekend, as Callie said, trying to kind of forget about that one. But the next couple of months before the end of the season and the, the run-in, quite excited about it, to be fair. January transfer windows kind of added a little bit more pep to it. So, excuse the football pun, but uh, yeah, should be good. Indeed, my friend. And um, Peachy said, great intro. I think I could have done a bit better. Could have done a bit better. I literally mucked up at one stage, but I got through it. And you know uh, we're here. Sorry to interrupt, Jay, but with your intros here, because I was watching your game day, I, could, I couldn't make Preston in, in the end. So, I was watching game day. Um, and then you said, was it that one or the, or the Maidstone one? You said it's taking you about 100 takes to do or whatever. Yeah, that was Preston. Yeah, I, I, Preston. I was having a mare. I had too much time on my hands, I think. I got to the ground a bit earlier than I normally do. And I think that gives me more opportunity to maybe take more time to do the intro. Yeah. And I just, I've just kept mucking up and I just I couldn't get it right. Um, it's confirmed then you're the instinctive finisher. Too much time in the box, you mess it up. When you go live, one take, done. Peachy says, you got Peachy's approval there. So, yeah. you know, instinctive finisher, Roscoe. 
Yeah, maybe I mean I just need to be live. I just need to be live. That's what it is. I think there, as I said, I just had time in my hands. So I was just going, yeah, no, I don't like that one. Let's do it again. But but yeah, when it's live, when the, when I see that red button, I'm going, okay, I'm live, and then we get in. So um, job done. So I'm happy that intro's gone well. Um, well, boys, obviously a lot of days have gone by since the Preston game. Uh, I think a lot, all of us are trying to forget about it. But um, I want to sort of sort of finish off. Sort of put the final nail in the coffin of that game, and get your one-word review. My, my sort of favourite, you know, feature I do because I always like to get snappy thoughts on it. So, um, Steve, what is your one word to sort of look back at that three-two defeat? It's been we've only seen four defeats this season in the league. Um, it's very rare to lose under McKenna. Uh, this time around, we're three-nil down at half-time. Thankfully, Keith Moore came off the bench and scored twice. But yeah, your one-word review for the three-two defeat at Preston. Uh, one for anyone who knows me, one word is hard. Uh, encouraging, I've gone with second half was that that was the encouragement side when they brought Kiefer Moore on and uh, Alamadi. So, yeah, first first half was dross, though, wasn't it? Really, I mean, that's the worst I think I've seen us play in a long while. Um, and they weren't even that good, Preston, really. Um, but yeah, one word. They said one word, and I've already done more than that. So encouraging. Now, to be fair, the one word is to then expand on that one word, and I think okay, you've expanded right. very well indeed. Um, Callie, we're going to talk about, of course, the two new strikers um, as well, just to expand on the pressing game as a whole, because they're, they're the big positives coming from that defeat. Uh, but what's your one word? So I was thinking about this, and um, so I'm going to cheat here because I want to go with two words, right? And I'm going to expand on two words. So the first word, very similar to Steve. No, in fact, I want to go with the other one. So the first word, I've gone for Joker, because it was a bit like 50-50, a bit of a Joker. So we, we we were, you know, completely different team from the first half to the second half. I know we had a mad 10, 15 minutes. And yes, we can have the conversation about referee, blah, blah, blah. But refs, you know, it, it's the same for, you know, refs were bad for them, the back pass, all the rest of it, right? Um, so again, masters of our own downfall. And second half, we come out and, and we another five ten minutes we, we equalise. You know what I mean? So, but my, so on that, my then I guess final one word is like Steve. I'm optimistic, and and the reason for that is after her injury, and we knew it was going to be a big January, and people were getting a bit worried. And okay, what are we doing? And um, you know, I know we'll talk about Al had had. Oh, I said it wrong then. Al Hamidi, right? Um, uh, so I know we're talking about um, you know him coming in, and we knew he was going to sign, and he signed, and everything. But again, a lot of expectation on young shoulders. So you wanted, you know, there needed to be someone else. And for us as fans, this is where, rightly or wrongly, this is where we judge our Ashton and Cole and the recruitment team. How well? What can you deliver during the transfer window? And today he's not really let us down, and he delivered again. You know, he co- he come out with a big cooking oil, um, and he got the four new four new people in the door. And you know, it's it's been a good transfer window. Um, and you look at now the strikers, her that that big kind of hole that Hurst left. You've got your Kiefer Moores, you've got your Hamadies, got it right there. Um, um, and you know, and yes, I know he's not everyone's favourite player and he's a bit of a Marmite kind of character, but Caden Jackson as well. You know, certainly if you're talking about impact subs and, you know, uh, versatility of Jackson allows him to now maybe be a bit more more on the wing or 
come on as a you know last 10 15 minutes or something but i don't know i just feel optimistic and i like that i like that i think everyone should be still obviously there's one here and he's gone just a blip a little bit of blip you know bump on the road of this championship season which has been exciting which uh this man's dead as well Khaled, is this a friend of yours Kelly? i don't know Khaled mahmoud but great name but great name. um I can't, I can't say, I know, yeah, if I, um, if I see it again, come say hi. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, let's um, segue, though, on to Kiefer Moore and Ali Al-Hamadi. There we go. And one go, Roscoe. Oh, beautiful. Um, Instinct. Instinctive finisher. Yeah. That's what Roscoe is. Also, I've just, I've, I've said it so many times now, I need to know, I can say it on just in one go now. Before, I think I was just, yeah, I was, just, I was too scared about it. And I was just, yeah. It's just a mind games. But now, Steve, I know it. Um, thoughts on both of them making their debuts? Obviously, it was Keith Moore's second debut um, off the bench, scores two. Um, a bit of a cameo from Ali Al-Hamadi. And um, I was impressed by his uh, that cameo. But, uh, yeah, thoughts overall on them both? Really impressed. As Callie said, you know, with, with Ashton sort of saying they weren't going to sort of you know, nothing was close and he was being really cagey about the, the whole transfer window to get those two in. It, the thing that struck me with both Moore and um, Alhamidi is they're kind of the two very different type of player. Moore is not really, I wouldn't have had Moore down as a McKenna type sign-in. McKenna, it seems to go for young, raw, people he can develop. He's gone with Moore, who is, I mean, I mean, the fact he played for us, you know, seven, eight years ago, he's a totally different player. Moore's a proven championship stroke Premier League, you could argue, international striker. He's not the type of player that we've been looking at or have signed over the last two seasons. Whereas Al Hamidi is exactly the type of player that he would have gone for. You know, young, raw, talented, an international with Iraq as well, which is it's nice to have an Iraq, Iraqi um, lad playing for us. And we've had some nationalities play for us over the years that haven't really graced any kind of um, senior level. So, Nice to see him come in. So two very different players. Um, I'm, I'm glad we got more. I was kind of like sceptical when it first got mooted that we were going for him. I was like, is he really the, the player we need? But his second half against Preston, as Cali said, if we'd have had another 10 minutes, we'd have equalised. If we'd had another 10, we probably would have won. They were all over the shot. They couldn't cope with him. He's he's going to rip some teams um, a new one this year, I would I would imagine. Yeah, and... Um... Also, um, Ali Al-Hamadi. Oh, oh, I really butchered that there for a second there. I'm just going to stop now. I'm just going to call him Ali. Big Al. Um, yeah. First Iraqi um, player to play in the championship as well. So yeah. making you know history there as well. But yeah, Cali, thoughts on both their uh, second and also debut for Ali? Yeah, I mean, on, on key for them first, I thought, you know, good for him, you know, as a, uh, as a kind of... I guess it, he's got the expectation to be the starting striker, come in. So he's got the expectation. He, like Steve says, he's got that quality as well. Um, played at the very highest level in the World Cup and stuff like that as well. Has he played World Cup? Definitely Euros. Euros. Played the World Yeah. I don't know if he played the World International level anyway. I think he did play. He played at Qatar, I think, yeah. even more. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, playing at the highest level, got the two goals. You know, a, a goal would have been good for him anyway, but he gets two. Very good goals as well. And it was just like, okay, similarities to Hurst in terms of he's a target man, hold up, and he can bring play in. You know, I think his first his first touch or something in the second half, or certainly in the first sort of couple of minutes, 
he's brought the ball down and he's held it up and brought other players in, which is, you know, what Hurst, you know, what Hurst can do. So it was almost like it was a it was a good replacement for Hurst. Good deal because you know it's a short term. As Steve says, I don't think he's a McKenna player, kind of long term. You know, um, but certainly enough to kind of get us over the line, I think, um, and, and we'll challenge it for the for the top two. Um, and then, yeah, Al Hamadi, he was, you know, very exciting, I thought, as well. Um, if you look at that second goal, he was all over the board as well. And I think, you know, if he, if they, you know, about a foot the other way or whatever, he gets a goal as well. But it was the celebration. They all got the, it wasn't the, let's celebrate this moment in front of the fans and we're so happy about a goal. It was like, no, we've scored a goal. We've got a chance to, to equalise now, get the ball, carry on. So already it was just like, okay, you've got that right kind of mentality and attitude and, you know, Ashton and McKenna have talked about it before about, you know, we only sign. It's not just about footballing ability. It's about characters and all the rest of it. And, you know, you've, that dressing room, you've got to be a good character. And I think we've, you know, these are two good characters off the pitch, I'd say. And again, you know, we don't know. But, um, I mean, yeah, well, I think I think really good signings, really excited. Um, Alhamdi gives you good options as well out wide. So that's, that's interesting. Um, and then, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm confident now, optimistic. And I think, you know, what we've got 17 games, 17 games left. I'd see, I see 17 dubs, but yeah, let's see. Well, well, I, know you're, I know you're confident, my friend, but bloody hell, 17 wins on the bounce. Well, if that happens, then we'll be laughing, won't we? And uh, Leicester, watch we, out. How many games did we go undefeated last season? Towards the end. Ooh. It, yeah, I'm beaten. I'm not 17 in a row, though. We didn't win. Okay, so games, did we? Okay, maybe, okay, maybe not win, but undefeated. Yeah. Not the one. I, I think I saw a quote this week, and, I, and uh, Ross, you'll be able to correct me on this, but I thought I saw a quote from Moore that said every time he saw Leif Davis with the ball, his eyes lit up because it was yeah. like, this is, he's going to put it on my nut. And then he obviously did for the, um, uh, for the, for the first goal, but. Yeah, you can. Can you imagine what those two are going to? If Leif Davis can stay fit, and he is a fit lad, he don't get injured. Well, don't touch wood, he don't get injured. Um, but for Moore as a striker who's got that ability in the air, he must be thinking, "What have I come into here?" The the other thing with Moore as well, like obviously when he was with us before, he didn't get a particularly good fan reaction. Like you know, people thought he was probably not quite ready for us, or and he probably wasn't at that time. But for him to have clubs coming after him, because Cardiff was, they were after him, and he's a Welsh lad, obviously with with um, Broadhead and um, uh, Wes as well. So you've got you've got that kind of Welsh connection. But he could have he could have gone to Cardiff, but he still came back to us, even though he'd been with us first time round. So um, I think that shows that shows a hell of a lot of character, because he, there were some fans who were kind of going, "Oh, is it really should we have him?" Do we really want him? I mean, I think if you watched that second half against Preston, I think you need to, you know, have a word with yourself because he was top draw second half, top draw. And I think you know what? If if Hurst wasn't injured, we'd still a ball striker, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but then you you wouldn't have probably got a, maybe you got you wouldn't have got a key for more. You'd have got a different type of profile player. Yeah. Whereas that was. Yeah, well, that's it. We sing about it. McKenna knows exactly what we need. And he does. He, he can see the missing pieces. And he's like, okay. And, and we can see that as fans. We can see what we've been missing. You know, 
Hurst, that hold-up play, all the rest of it. And again, not a criticism of people that have come in uh, to, uh, in that role since him. You know, but like Broadhead, great player, but when he's played as a striker, he's just not Hurst. Same as Jackson. You know, Jackson, if, if it's a, you know, pace on his side and also he can really stretch teams and everything. Broadhead, really skillful and technical, but none of them are get the ball forward, hold it up so our wingers can push on or fullbacks or whatever. And, you know, that's what Kiefer Moore is. I think I'm, I'm excited. I agree with um, Andy. I think he needs to check, get rid of Crackers because he's not Crackers on that comment. I think Kiefer Moore could be the signing that gets us to uh, second place, man. Yeah, we shall wait and see. But yeah, great start yeah, for Kiefer Moore. Five, five foot five, Connor Chaplin, or five foot six. I don't know how tall he is, but five foot six, five foot seven, Connor Chaplin gets on the end of Leif Davis's cross with his head. Yeah. Kiefer Moore got on, got on one. Uh, I've listened to, um, I can't remember who said it on the KOA pod. Was it Mark uh, Heafy? And he was talking about that the goal where he heads it down. It's like that knockout, the boxer standing over him. Yeah. I, I remember listening to that. I'm like, yo, let me go look at this picture. And I was like, you know what? He's right. It's got that, I got you, I'm over you. So, I, I don't know, man. I it's agree. Muhammad Ali in it. I think he's over yeah. Drew Frazier or somebody. And he's like, literally got his fist and he's over the top of him. Like, come on, get up. I want to have another go. Someone, someone needs to like, just find that picture and put a little black and white filter on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, boys. Definitely. But yeah, looking forward to seeing both of them in action for more games, um, obviously. Um, now, we're going to segue on to a player who's departing town who won't be playing for the club again. He's still here, though, doing his rehab. But, yeah, Lee Evans, um, it was got announced by McKenna last week, that he's departing the club by mutual consent FC. Um, obviously, he, he's going to stay at the club um, until he gets fit and there'll be opportunity for him to go to another club on a free. Um, Steve, thoughts on, on this as a, as a whole? Obviously, Lee... Um, as part of that promotion-winning team, but injuries are sort of setting back and all that stuff. He's captained the club a few times when Morsey's been been suspended or um, just not playing. Um, but yeah, thoughts on it as a whole. I I personally really like the Evans. I know there's some some fans who kind of aren't that keen. I think last year at the start of the season he was excellent. He's he's one of those players where you you know they're really really good, but they've got this horrific injury record. And I think if he didn't have that, I don't think we would assign Travis. Um, I think he's as good as Travis. I mean, people might call me out on that, but I think he is as good as Travis when he's fit. Um, his range of passing is excellent. Um, he, he tended to be quite a good boy when Morsi wasn't in there. Um, but yeah, um, disappointing. I wish him all the best. I mean, he's done he, everything he's done for us has been great, really. I think that hat trick... Um, just remember him for that, basically. Um, wish him wish him luck wherever he goes. I think he'll, he'll be welcome back at Portman Road any day. Um, very, very good. Very good player, but just crippled by injury, which yeah. so often happens, doesn't it? Yeah, sadly. Um, obviously, um, he was one of the 19 signings of that summer, the demolition man, Paul Cook, obviously. Um uh, there's a lot of them have worked out. Some of them haven't worked out. Um, I think Lee Evans will, will look back at him and gone. I think it worked out to an extent, just those injuries, unfortunately. Last year, I think a lot of us were talking, he could be our player of the year this year because he was pl- playing so well, but then he got injured and stuff like that. Um, Callie, that, that's probably the only thing we're going to remember, Lee, a little bit, is those injuries. But the hat-trick at Portland Road against Doncaster, as Steve mentioned, and just some other great performances. And he was there as a, another captain figure as well. 
Yeah, he was a leader in the dressing room, I think. Um, certainly he was vice-captain. He was captain before Sammy come in anyway. Um, and I, I, I think, yeah, again, injuries has hampered him. But I think if you look at his career, I think this is probably, I think, what was he? It was about 61 appearances or 62 appearances he's done for us, six goals, six, six assists. Next to Wigan, where he did over 100, 100 um, uh, games. Sorry, tell Sads to shut up. He needs to paint his always. Shut up. He needs to be painting. Um, <laughs> but, um, sorry, that's not, yeah. So he, he's had, um, apart from Wigan, this is kind of his best kind of returns in terms of stats. Um, agree with what you guys were saying. Beginning of last season, probably one of his best periods. I think he was in about four team of the weeks at that time as well. Um, and I remember speaking to him after the Accrington game and was calling him the Welsh Pierlo and all the rest of it. Um, one thing I think that guy's a bit unrecognised in his game is we could, you know, we talk about a great range of passing, that almost, you know, deep, deep line playmaker type of role sometimes. But he's 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 not bad on the defensive side. You know, he doesn't mind getting stuck in. Um, you know, not quite, you know, not to the levels of a uh, Morsi or Luongo maybe, but you know, certainly he doesn't he doesn't shy away from a slide tackle and he, you know, he's he's quite aggressive as well when he needs to be. Um, but yeah, for me again. What hat trick at, at Doncaster? Doncaster wasn't it six 0 Tuesday night. Um, but let's. Um, the other thing I'd say is he he scored the first goal off a hundred and one goal league season last year at Bolton, at home to Bolton. Um, and I guess it's just a sign of the club evolving, isn't it? You know, did he when he signed the goal was to get promoted to the championship, achieved. So that was there. Then it's about how you progress. And yes, he's, you know, over since January, obviously he's been, uh, last January, he'd become, you know, dropped to the bench behind Luongo. Taylor coming in, you know, he's dropping further down uh, the kind of pecking order. I think as long as he gets himself fit, you know, he'll be certainly a, a high-end League One. May even see him in the Championship next season with someone, you know, but um, I think it's about keep, keeping him fit now, isn't it? That's what he needs to do. But yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, all the best to, to Lee. And um, I yeah. think long one of the days when um, Ipswich players used to leave and just go to Colchester United. Yeah. Um, so I, I think, yeah, <laughs> it'll be yeah. all right. Yeah, because when you always see that mutual consent FC, you always think, oh, it's bad terms. But no, it's not. Like It's like Carl Edwards. He was just basically, he needed to move on because he needed a new club. And it's the same with Lee yeah. Evans. So um, all the best to Lee. And um, hopefully we can speak to him one day and get his sort of insight and feelings on the club as a whole so maybe something I can work on boys and see what I can do we can find Hopefully. out yes love that love that from you Callie sharp as ever um well well boys we'll, we'll segue on to a another thing we want to talk about obviously got announced today time to be on Sky once again um obviously we've got the next two games at home to West Brom this weekend and then also the Millwall game next week on Valentine's night um, a very romantic day for people to take their other halves if they want to uh, go to the den. But um, the Cardiff game um, in March, uh, March 9th, away at Cardiff, is now going to be a 12.30 kickoff because it's going to be on Sky. Steve, come in. Thoughts on this? Um, another one. Obviously, we know we're successful. So, of course, we're going to be on telly a lot, but it's just getting ridiculous now. It is ridiculous, but thank God we got rid of the hoodoo because we have that for quite a few seasons. We just never, never won. But I think the Sky thing's interesting. I mean, we are just, we're guaranteed goals, aren't we? Uh, and that's why we had have us on. Like, we either score or the team are playing score. Um, 
the thing the thing with the sky thing that annoys me the cardiff moving of starting times of games is, is annoying particularly if you're traveling from ipswich i mean i'm cardiff's still like three hours for me to get there but it's still a trek for the, the fans who are coming from ipswich it's even you know even longer than that so that's disappointing i don't really get why they've done that it's not like our fans are trouble and it's going to kick off it's not like swansea cardiff um but i think the overarching feeling i've got about the sky stuff is and it's really got my goat over the last couple of games is they have massively got an agenda against us um every time we are on the all the commentary all the pundits everyone who's on there in regards some of them are quite good some of them are just dire all of them are apart apart from neil warnock I love Warnock, um, but the only he's the only one who gave us credit for where we are. Everyone else just wants us to balls it up. Um, that's the impression I get from watching watching the commentary. I turn it off because I, I can't the halftime stuff and the pre match. I can't watch it; it just does my head in. I watch the game, um, but even in the commentary of the games, they're going on about oh plucky Ipswich in there, and then when Leeds play the other night, they're like oh well they've just knocked Ipswich out, and they it's just. That kind of gets my, just gets me annoyed, like ridiculous. I, I don't know whether they're paid to have that agenda or what, but there we go. There we go. Yeah. Well, they are paid, obviously, to do the job, but whether they've got an Ipswich agenda or not, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, um, I think a lot of people are surprised how good we've you know done this year. I think they've gone wow, and then but and they go, oh, I won't last. Well, it has lasted until February, so and we're yeah, still there. Put your um, mouth and just crack on with it. And obviously, you know, as I said, when you're successful, when you're winning games and you're up there, obviously you are going to get picked for TV. Um, I think it is, you were saying, Steve, I think it's 12 games this season that's been on Sky. Yeah, 12 with Cardiff, I think. Which is just madness. Obviously, the Sunderland game, the Sunderland game to start the season was on Sky. So it was like, okay, we're going to have to get used to this. Obviously, that was a Sunday, which was uh, was annoying. But um, yeah, Callie, um, obviously, change of kickoff times, changes loads of people's different plans because obviously... 12.30 on a Saturday, it means you've got to travel a bit earlier on, on the Saturday morning. Some people may stay over if they're lucky enough to do the hotel, but um, that's another thing that just changed everything, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like most most things are set in stone. You go to a concert, it's this day. You go to a comedy show, it's this day. When it comes to football, it's fluid depending on who's performing and all the rest of it. And there is no, there's no care or concern for the fans. You know, you think about people... I, well, I, I saw something on Twitter the other week, and Twitter's always a fun place to be on. Um, but um, I saw something last week, and it was, um, what's his face? Keir Starmer, the um, Labour dude, yeah? He, he was there talking about the Green Weekend and all the rest of it, and promoting Green Weekend. And for me, it's just balmy, because A, train prices, first of all, the train lines ain't, ain't built up to go across, actually cross-country. Do you know what I mean? You Everything has to go through London or Birmingham or Leeds or Manchester or whatever, right? It's got to go to a major city. So I, as an example, if I want to go to Ipswich on a train, it's going to it's gonna be another four or five hours on my journey. Um, and it's going to cost me around 110 quid to go into London to then come back up across London and back up to Ipswich. If I get in a car, it's about 30, 40 quid in petrol and diesel. Um, park up. It's two and a bit hours. Job done. But... That's a whole bigger, wider issue. You know, we're not the only fans that feel feel that way. They were talking about, you know, Bournemouth and Liverpool the other week, and they, that was promoted as a green weekend. And I think the last that, that was a Super Sunday game, and the last train back to, to Liverpool was about five o'clock. 
So it's like you can watch 10 minutes of the game and then you got to go home. Like, do you know what I mean? It's it, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I just think 12.30, these kind of things, it, unfortunately, it's it's what it is with football. I, that's why I've always been in the kind of thing, you know, I don't try and, I try and go there and back in the same day, even if I have to have a little stop off or whatever, because, you know, a lot of these hotels and all the rest of it, if you're doing one or you haven't booked the cancellation and then it's changed and you're like, well, you know, you're down 50, 100 quid or whatever the hotel room is from there. So it becomes an expensive thing, but, you know, Sky and all the rest of it, they take advantage of our fans' loyalty. You know, we will we will be there, rightly or wrongly, we will be there, no matter what the um, the outcome, you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously, so. if we're in the Premier League, um, it will be the, the days will be everywhere. You know, they, they play Fridays, they play Monday, they play Sundays, they play Saturdays. No, obviously we did Preston. So we did Preston three p. No, was, yeah, three p. M. Preston. Yeah. Obviously the FA Cup game. When was the last time? We did? I'd love to see what. No, although that was New Year's Day, um, so that's, even though as a three p. M. Kickoff, but it was a it's New Year's Day in it, so it's, it doesn't feel like <laughs> it, it was. That's New Year's Day. I'm trying to think. Last three p. M. Um, it's just for me the thing that, and I'm I'm fortunate. I'm in the Midlands, so it's a bit easier to get around the country. And like the, to go to Cardiff, it's about the same distance to go to Ipswich for me. Um, but I feel for you know the fans that are there leaving it from Ipswich because Ipswich is the nice possible way. It's like Arsenal nowhere. It's 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 hard unless you're down London. If you want to get anywhere else around the country, that A14 is a pain, man. And you know all it takes, especially those night games where there's roadworks and all the rest of it. And to, to do a detour for three miles, it takes three hours extra. You're like, what the hell's happened here? But no, it's just. It, that consideration there needs to there needs to be some sort of like cohesiveness with the let's just set the fixtures these are the ones we're going to go for it and you know nine times out of ten especially with you know the the teams at the top with the exception of us and yes we we are performing you know beyond probably even the wildest Ipswich towns um, expectation or most optimistic town fans ex- expectations the, the top teams are the teams that people would have picked at the beginning, right? Which comes back to what Steve was saying about the commentators. Um, and I've got a theory on that. The reason I feel that they will put, you know, the top three and they don't mention much is because these commentators don't know shit. Like, excuse, sorry, excuse me, they don't know anything. They um they don't watch football. So they just watch, they just, they watch a bit of the Premier League. They know these teams. They, you know, they know the players. They don't know Aleef Davis and now they're shocked that our left-back's got stats and like, oh my God, like this guy's like, Anyone watching football, you know, anyone that's done any coverage of the championship or EFL, like you look at championship podcasts in terms of like, you know, YouTubers or whatever, they actually picked us to have a good season. So it, it shows you what's the difference. A Sky pundit who gets paid whatever or actual podcasts by fans like the championship podcasts and stuff like that, you know, which one's coming true? I, I think it'd be interesting. I mean, you mentioned about the, if you get into, Premier League, the, the matches will be all over the place. I think, I think we'll be in a what bit. We get to the Champions League, man. <laughs> if we get up into the Premier League this this year, we're fighting amongst those three, arguably big teams. I, I still think we're bigger teams than uh, most of those there, but we're up against those two. Te- those three teams have come down from the Premier League. They've got all the parachute payments. So there's a story, there's a narrative around that that everyone wants to get behind. And it's like, let's get the Premier League teams back up and plucky it switch, but they'll balls it up in the end. If we go up, we we we, we our fixtures pretty much will be on Saturday at three o'clock every week. 
because they ain't going to put us on TV unless we have a storming start like we had under Burley when we went up. They're not going to do it, so we won't. We won't have to worry about Friday night matches or Saturday lunchtime or Thursday at midnight or whenever Sky decide they want to put a match on because it's good fun. Um, we'll just probably be on a three o'clock match every week. Um, the problem with fans it, might so, be better. yeah, but but I, I don't know. I see it slightly different because. Okay, so the, the TV deals are going to change. We, we know that. Um, and you've seen, you've seen like, um, your Netflix, not Netflix, Amazon Prime, that have done their kind of thing, and they've changed the kind of times on some games and more midweek games there as well. So as more and more of these kind of people are going to start bidding for these contracts, they're going to say, okay, we can. how do we want to get maximum exposure, put on more games? And unfortunately, like the the FA or whoever's in charge of making that decision, they just see the pounds and they're like safe. It doesn't matter. We don't care about the fans. The fans are going to pay us regardless. And, you know, we, we're going to continue to do that. But it, it, I mean, that's a whole bigger issue about football and governance as a whole. You know, we, the, the, the whole FA, they just mark their own homework, but that's for another podcast. So that, that's a, yeah, let's all get yeah. into that. That's uh, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting debate because obviously we bring it up all the time with uh, kickoff time, Sky moving games. Because uh, even in League One, because we were doing well, like Plymouth were speaking, Steve, in, in the green room, we we're talking about like Plymouth back to back seasons as a 12.30 kickoff, 12 p.m. kickoff on a Sunday. And yeah. Plymouth is a long way to go, a long way to go. And, you know, we're just, it's just one of this pass and parcel of football these days. So we'll have to just. It's a long way for me, Ross. <laughs> yeah. Very true, very true. Very true. Exeter was 12.30 on Saturday. Exeter as well, yeah. Yeah, Exeter as well, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, but yeah, Cardiff now is the, the, the latest one, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 12.30 kickoff next month. Um, so yeah, obviously that is the same weekend as the Six Nations. So that's going to be a, an interesting weekend as well. So uh, make sure to get yourself booked up before, if you are staying over, um, or you're having a weekend in Cardiff, um, make sure you've got it all booked up already because, um, yeah, Sunday is the big um one of the big matches so uh so yeah that's interesting but um but yeah there we go sky debate done and dusted oh well boys let's have a little break a little breather before we get on to our big sec segment of the pod which of course is predicting the uh february fixtures obviously we've had one already with the preston game but we're going to do five questions plus tiebreaker to uh just mix up a little bit and see how steve and Kelly go head to head um at this stuff man so Fine, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. There'll be a lot. There's a lot of random guesses in these. A lot of random guesses. Back to, to my exams in school now, and I'm just gonna have to like just. I, I can't write anything on a dictionary here to. to like, <laughs> have you not done your research, Cali? Because Ross gave me the sort of topics for the questions. So have you not done research on those? Or? You were like, you're on a wind up, mate. Um, but it does actually always go into a, a theme. I always do it as a theme, and it is uh, February birthday slash West Brom because we're playing West Brom, and also just any news that has happened this week. And the first question is on Darren Bent. Good old Darren, celebrate his fortieth birthday this week. And um, simple question: How many goals did he score for Town in one hundred and forty-two games? Kate, closest to correct answer gets the point. If you get a bang on, boys, you get two points. Get involved, ladies and gentlemen, in the comments. Um, and there we go. Bono's got in. Callie getting his scooters in early. <laughs> he knows me. 
<laughs> love that, love that. Uh, Peter's really shouted his um, answer in as well. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, to see. You say Peachy's giving his answer. Yeah, he's put his answer in you. I haven't got it. I I can't see it. So what what was Peachy's answer? Because he's usually really good at guessing these numbers. I'll wait, so. wait until you, uh, you say it. I'll put a number down, but I've seen everyone else's thing now. My thing's, yeah, shit. Okay, anyway, let's let's do it. Okay. okay. Right. What do you reckon, boys? I've gone, I don't know if you can see it, 63. 63. 72. Ooh, Steve thinks he's dead. We've got a few people getting close. EJ are close. Peachy's gone 52. Andy's gone 45. Chris has gone 45. Michael has gone 94. That'd be a great ratio. Um, do you know what? If you look behind you, Callie, you would have seen the answer. Five goals. So there we go. In all competitions, 55 goals. So who's the closest? So Callie is the closest. Callie is the closest, yeah. Right, we broke the duck. I'm good now. No golden duck. Yeah. Um, Bono's gone. Um, loving the track top, Steve. Um, we have, yeah, we have to say that it does look good. Well, well done to the club again. They've got they brought out some good um, leisure wear this year, the hoodies and everything like that. So, um, well, who else brought out good merch? KOA, you can get this hat and other things from the yeah. link in the description thing. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So there we go. Nice little plug once again. Thank you, my friends. Uh, Tom went 48, so close there as well. Uh, question two is on. Lee Martin, um, who also celebrates his birthday uh, this month. And um, he is currently still playing football in non-league. But at which club? Is it Leverhead, Margate or Ramsgate? So um, in the non-league um, division, um, he's sort of had to drop down. Lee Martin obviously didn't really make it, did he, at town, really? He, he signed from Big Doe from United, didn't really make it. Um, but just one of those, you know, at the time, you know, not many signings did make it because obviously the Roy Keane era and all that stuff. But what do you reckon, boys? Let's see what other people are saying as well in the chat. Can you see it? Yeah, Ramsgate, Callie's gone, Steve's gone, Margate, and there's a lot oh, of yes. Ramsgate. Dino's gone, Margate as well, but a lot of people have gone, uh, Ramsgate, and it is oh, Ramsgate. Oh. And the reason why a lot of people may know this is because Ramsgate actually played Wimbledon. Um, in the FA Cup before they, of course, played us. And that was probably a lot of people talking, saying, oh, Lee Martin could potentially play town um, if Ramsgate could win. They, of course, took Wimbledon to a replay. Um, but, yeah, that was... Um, yeah, he's play- currently playing at Ramsgate in the... I think it's like the seventh tier or something like that. So he's dropped down the divisions, but, yeah. Where is Ramsgate? It's down south by you. Kent. In Kent. Yeah, in Kent somewhere. Is. Yeah. Of course, I, I put Margate there. A little trick one there for you, Steve. Yeah, um, and you, you fell, fell into that trap. So there we go. But a lot, lot of correct answers. Tom Stewart and Michael gone Ramsgate and Bono went Ramsgate, baby, as I mentioned. So 2 0 to Cali, Steve. Got to get into it now. You Question three. I'll yeah. peak, mate. I'll peak now. Don't worry. I'll see it. Oh, don't doors. worry. There's nothing in the tank, Cali. So you ain't getting any. <laughs> don't have to worry. <laughs> Uh, Christopher Free is on a striker. Um, Troy Parrott, remember him? The on loan Spur striker. Um, he's the probably, next thing, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he celebrates his birthday this week. And um, can he's we probably, can we, Sorry, can we not get strikers from Spurs again, please? Because, like, him, yeah, they've got it's not working out. Yeah, it's not worked out, really, is it? I don't Even you know. Who was the um, Greek midfielder we had as well? What was oh, Georgiou. Anthony Georgiou. Yeah. 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 He's currently playing in the second tier in Cyprus, so um, it shows 
shows his uh, where he's gone in his career. But uh, but Troy Parrott has been sent out on loan once again, and he's currently in Holland. But for which team is it? Um, Excelsior, go ahead, Eagles or Utrecht? I'm going. I haven't spelt it right, but I've guessed again. It's fine. I'm going. My guessing. My guessing's got me two 0 Correct. I can't see Excelsior. Excelsior. I'm just going to quickly see what other people are saying. Andy's gone Excelsior as well. And the correct answer is Excelsior because it's just so cool to say. And he is playing there. There we go. Three in a row for Cali. Tom went Excelsior as well. Um, He's actually scoring. He's scoring. I think he scored seven goals this season so far for them. Um, So Bono's gone. Giorgio was class, man. Are they in this? Are they like the main league? Or they in the yeah, top, top division, top division. Yeah, top yeah, division. Yeah. All these three teams are in the top division. So yeah, but there I've heard of Utrecht, Utrecht. I don't know. You said that. I've heard of that one, but I know. Yeah. Go ahead, Eagles. That sounds like you remember, like Pro Evolution Soccer back on the day when they used to make <laughs> yeah. made up team. Uh, they all are top tier Dutch teams. Top tier. Yeah, yeah. 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 I do more research on PSV, don't they? So yeah, that's pretty much final and all that. Yeah, um, of course they won it. They won the top division last year, final. So yeah, shout out to shout out to any final listeners out there. Um, so it is three 0 But there's another question here that if you get uh, bang on, Steve, you could make it three two. And we go into the final question. You could potentially take it to a tiebreaker. But question four is on Tommy Smith. We all dream a team of Tommy Smith, don't we? Of course, uh, he's left MK Dons to join in Australia with Macarthur FC. Um, he joins two other town players, former town players in Australia. But yeah, Tommy Smith, how many goals did he score for town in 267 games? So yeah, Steve, if you get it bang on, my friend, I'll be impressed. But obviously, yeah, Tommy, he used to score a lot of goals from corners, didn't he? I get uh, it bang on, I've cheated. <laughs> no, 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 you just never know. It's just shot in the dark, isn't it? Shot in the dark. Oh, he knows, he's already written it down. I'm getting no, I've just picked a number. Like, I, I've literally just picked a number. I've just ripped my finger up, so I don't know. Do you know what? Peachy has done the same. Peachy's gone 15 as well. So me and Peachy, it's the hat thing. It's the hat yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, like, um, I remember he scored, was it a hat trick or two against Borough? And he used to get a few off, off the corners and all the rest of it. But he scored a good goal against Brentford once on Boxing Day. He wasn't like, you know, in that defence, whether it was Berra or Chambers, it, it, he wasn't the main defender scoring. Yeah. Yeah, got, so I don't know. I just think fifteen seems like a good number. Uh, well, twenty-seven. Yeah, Chris is very wrong. I'm sorry to say, Chris, he's gone seventy-two, but that is that is not close. That is not close. Uh, yeah, easily. Yeah, I know. You know, he's played a lot of games. Um, what was yours again, Steve? Twenty-four. Got it, isn't he? He's got no, it. he was close. It's twenty-three. Twenty-three oh. goals. I feel, oh, oh, you do get the point, uh, but... Not enough, it? That's not that's, that's close. Yeah. Wait, yeah. did you get VAR? Because did you specify it was League, Kebab Cup or anything else? <laughs> all competitions, all competitions, all competitions. Um, I think he scored 21, yeah, 21 in the League and two in the Cup. So, um, so I've yeah. still lost the point, basically, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically. Um, yeah. Bonner only went 11, Paul went 12, uh, Tom went 21, so you're close, my friend. Andy went 21 as well, So um, and Dino's gone 18, so good shouts, everybody in the chat. Uh, question five then, uh, Callie, you're pretty much, you've won, 
But um, question five is on our last win against West Brom at Portman Road, which was back in 2010 in the uh, League Cup on our way to, of course, go and to play Arsenal um, in the semi-finals. But who scored that goal? Was it Grant Ledbetter, Darren, Darren, David Norris, or Jason Scotland? So there we go. Grant Ledbetter, David oh, Norris, or Jason Scotland. Um, another little clue on this. I wasn't going to include it, but I'm going to include it. It was a penalty. So well, I've definitely you... messed it up, but uh, uh, yeah. Okay, Jason I, already put, I already put Scotland down, but you're going to tell me it's Norris. Ledbetter. It's Ledbetter, isn't it? Yeah, it was a 1 0 win. And uh, Peachy has just done it. Ledbetter, yeah. Penn, and it was Grant Ledbetter. So um, you're both wrong. Uh, Led boots from Paul. Um, oh, not got a clue, Andy. You got it right, though, mate. So there we go. So, Callie, you have won. Three goals to one. Uh, but as always, there is a tiebreaker. And obviously, if Steve, and you do let Steve take this tiebreaker, he has to get it bang on. But um, are you going to gamble? I mean, the tide's turning. This is this is uh, uh, this is you know I've had, it's Ipswich Town. I've had my good first half. I need to bring the subs in, but unfortunately I'm not McKenna. I'm Cookie. I think I can do it. Also, we're, we're going to gamble. Oh. We're going we're throw, to we're throwing on Miles Kenlock up front. That's what we're doing. Come on. Oh, well, you're definitely losing, then. You're definitely losing. <laughs> That's <laughs> not going to happen. No, um, but we'll see. I'll see. So tiebreaker is, and it is not the West Brom theme once again. Uh, Town have played West Brom 37 times at Porton Road, but how many times? Have they won? When I was looking back at this, I was very impressed with this stat. So, um, 37 games at Portland Road, Town West Brom gone head-to-head. I look back at one game. Obviously, I, no, no, I don't think any of us were born. But, um, where, of course, it was Paul Mariner's debut. We won 7-0 against West Brom at Portland Road. So, that's one win for I, you. I was probably born, Ross. When was it? 70, 77. Yeah, I was five years old. Sorry, sorry, man. Okay, sorry. I'm just an old fart, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 28. Ooh, 28. Caddy's gone. So, uh, Steve, you have to get it bang on to win. I've gone 16. 16. Everyone get in the chat, let us know. As I said, it's a very interesting stat. I was actually really impressed by this stat. Um, How many games? 37. 37 games. 36. <laughs> Who won 36 games? <laughs> Uh, let me just quickly have a look. Oh, Dino's gone. Christ, Kenlock, bless him. Yeah, didn't, didn't, weren't expecting him to come up on this chat today. Do you remember? Was it Cookie's first game? Accrington, was it Accrington? And then one of the, one of his first games when he coming towards the end of that season, and he it was like we were chasing the game. And he brought on Miles Kenlock to play on the wing. Yeah, it was just a very bizarre substitution. But anyway, sorry. Let's see what's for yeah. And he's he currently playing at Esfleet United with uh, Dominic Samuel and. Um, Jordan Ibe is there as well, I saw. Jordan Ibe. Your knowledge of ex-town players, uh, Jordan Blythe's obviously not, but um, your knowledge of where our players have gone is... I've got a weird fetish, mate. That's my weird fetish. It It puts his updates on Twitter and you see it and then you go on and you're like, I didn't realise this player was there or whatever. (laughs) Pretty much. much. I'm just the ex-Blues correspondent now their days and... uh, and yeah, that's pretty much what my role. But um, but yeah, twenty. A lot of people have gone in the twenties, and it is actually in the twenties. I was actually so surprised on that uh, town of beaten West Brom this many times at Portland Road, and it is twenty-one times they've won at Portman Road, which is fantastic. Um, eight. Uh, yeah, just get a start. He's stolen it then, hasn't he? Because you did fifteen, didn't you? Or sixteen? 16 I went with yeah. Yeah, so you're closer. 
Shit. Yeah, but he has to get a bang on though. He had to get a bang on to win. He had to get a bang oh. on. So yeah, you got he's got to get bang. As I say, twenty one. It's eight. Uh, twenty one wins, eight draws, and eight defeats. So uh, not too shabby at all at town at West Brom. So I don't know what that Ooh. will look into going to the game. Um, but yeah, Steve, fair play. But Cali, you have won, my friend. Speech. I mean, we started off well. I thought the lads come. We come into it um, a bit patchy at times. Um, you know, Steve definitely was there. They they were up for it. Put up a good fight. Um, yes, it looked like we was holding on, went into extra time. But, yeah, Aaron Drinnen, slide tackle goal over the line, got us there in the end. So, uh, thank you and, uh, you know, safe travels to all the travelling supporters. Tom, man, he's now at Swindon Town, if you didn't know that. He there we go, another interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. You only know that because he loves Drinnen. Yeah, yeah. That well, on the on the deadline day special pod, obviously that was that actually broke while we're recording, and obviously he had to chuck it in there. But um, but yeah, he his one goal for town was against Crew, which was one of the t- most That's tapping it. tapping goals. Ever. It was a slow tackle goal or whatever. Yeah, it, was. <laughs> it was yeah, it was fair. Play. It was a goal though. I'll take it. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take that. But there we go. Another strike in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks everyone for playing at home. Thanks for Callie and Steve for getting involved. But um, Let's to end the pod is looking at Town's five fixtures left in February. We've had one already, the Preston defeat, 15 points up for grabs. And uh, Town, of course, needing to get back to winning ways. And obviously, we've got West Brom this weekend. And after that, we've got Millwall, Swansea, both away, Rotherham at home and Birmingham at home. So three home games out of five, which is not too shabby. Of course, we play a Rotherham side who are pretty much renegade. Sorry, Rotherham fans, if you any anyone's listening or watching. Um, West Brom, of course, they're in the playoffs at the moment. Millwall, I think they're just going to be a mid-table team this year. Swansea, it's pretty similar. Birmingham, Tony Mowbray. Um, yeah, what do you reckon, boys? 15 points up for grabs. Steve, where do you want to start? 15 points. How many do you reckon we'll get? And then where will the wins, the draws, and will there be any defeats? Uh well, I won't. I don't think there'll be any defeats. Uh, I've gone eleven out of fifteen. Um, I've got West Brom as a draw, Millwall a win, Swansea win, Rotherham win, and then a really tough clash against Birmingham. Who I think under Mowbray will be a completely different proposition as they were under um, Granny Rooney, <laughs> Wayne Rooney. Uh, so yeah, I've gone 11 out of 15. 11 out of 15. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I've um, put the question into the chat, so get involved, ladies and gentlemen. Callie, um, how are you feeling with these five fixtures? Obviously, uh, we need to get back to winning ways, and we're now slipped down the fourth. Um, on paper, they look you know pretty winnable, most of these, but you just never know. I think West Brom is probably the toughest out of the lot, Draken. Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of similar to Steve there. I think the hardest fixture for me is Birmingham at home because I think Mulberry, uh, Mulberry side, we know what they're, they're like and um, I think that would be a very tough one. West Brom, they don't travel well, so I, I am confident this weekend. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm, I'm optimistic where we are. You know, I think Kiefer Moore starting, Alhamdi to come on and to add firepower. Even like Broadhead, Burn, you know, they, they got people to aim at. I think things will click for us now. Um, we've had our blip. So I, I'm going for a win against West Brom. I'm going for a win against Millwall. I'm going for a win against Swansea. I'm going for a win against Rotherham. And I'm going for a draw against Birmingham. 
So I'm going 13. Your results, Cali. Uh, 13's unlucky for some, but the secret job is actually a lucky number. So I'm going 13. There you go. Take 13 every day of the week with those five. I just think it's there. Like we we held our own against so some of you know so-called better teams like Leicester and and yes, West Brom away was an awful game. And if it wasn't for them not taking their chances, it could have ended up like the lead score. Mm. Off games happen. But if you look at West Brom themselves and you look at you know their their last results, I think the last time they won away was at Rotherham, and that was about like the first week in December. So they haven't won on the road in a long time. Um, you know they 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 lost to um, what's that that scummy place up, up from you guys? Um, um, but yeah, they lost lost to them. Um, and I mean I, I know we drew with them, but that's a derby anyway. But yeah, I just I just don't I don't see us. We're not gonna. Our biggest issue was we was the goals had dried up. We knew our defence wasn't as solid, so our, our strongest thing last season was our defence. We well, uh, well, everything was good. We were defensively. I think Walton got the most clean sheets in the league in the end, didn't he? Got Golden Glove, um, top goal scorers as well. So everything was clicking. But this season, the defence is, is, is conceding more, but we're still scoring. So we're like, okay, we, we, it was almost back to Joe Rule days. We're going to score more than you. Whatever you do, we'll do better. Type of thing. Goals started drying up, but I think you know, like we said, that last that forty-five minutes against Preston, very encouraging, very optimistic. I, I can't see us losing. I, I genuinely don't see us losing to the rest of the season for the rest of the season. And I think the majority of those seventeen odd fixtures are going to be wins. I think we got a good 10, 11 wins in uh, uh, at least coming up over the next seventeen fixtures. That's 30, 30 33 points. I think we got coming up to us. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring my my feelings actually, my thoughts. I, I, sometimes I I let the my my um, my guests sort of share their thoughts mainly, but I'm going to bring mine. Uh, West Brom, I've gone for a draw, which is probably negative, but I've gone for a draw. I think they're going to be a tough test. Of course, they beat us early in the season at the Hawthorns. So that's a point. Millwall, tough place to go, boys. Tough place to go. Obviously, I know they're not doing that great. They've got a young manager in charge. I'm also going to go for a draw. So that's not a, not a great start so far. Um, but I think we're going to win at Swansea. We're going to beat Rotherham. I think that'll be a heavy win, hopefully. A nice, you know, day at Portland Road. That's a 3 p.m. kickoff. No, that's an evening kickoff. Scrap that, that's an evening kickoff. That's a 7.45 kickoff. Uh, I think Birmingham's a 3 p.m. kickoff. Um, and I think Swansea is as well. So, um, but yeah, Rotherham win and we'll beat Birmingham as well. Tony Mowbray coming. So that is, how many points is that? One, two, three, six, eight, eight. Oh, God, I can't get my stats. I can't do my maths, ladies and gentlemen. Where did you go? West Brom draw. West Brom draw. Millwall draw. That's two points. Five, eight. Same as me, eleven, isn't it? So there we go, Steve. Think yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a natural pessimist when it comes to matches, and I and our Southwest group. You know, when you read the, some of the comments in there about you know you've got positives and negatives from, from both sides, but I always end up veering towards the negative. I think we're going to cock it up, and I think that's just a whole life of watching town. But I, I'm wondering when that that mindset is going to break for me where I go, actually, we are actually good. (laughs) There's been a lot of similarities this season that people have drawn, you know, when we, was it 15, 16? Um, You know, last time we was in the playoffs, basically, in the championship. Um, And it was a bad January for Evans and McCarthy. You know, they didn't get the right firepower. The difference now is we've got a proper football club, proper structure, We've got a really good manager, and it's not just us as town fans being biased. You know, your neutrals will say he's 
outside the Premier League is probably the best manager there that there is, right? And he's certainly, you know, contender for you know some of the best, certainly young managers anyway, and coach, yeah. So you've got the right things there. I, I just think we're there. I think we're on the cusp of things, and you know, before before that five pm kickoff on uh, it was five pm, wasn't it? When we played Sunderland, that when they when we'd about to come out, we're in the stands or whatever. Any town fan, and I like to think I'm quite optimistic with things. You know, I you know, I bought into the the idea with Ashton and all the rest of it, and they haven't really proved me wrong or whatever. They haven't really done anything to say actually you don't know what you're doing. Transfer windows have been delivered. Bossed the league last year. If it wasn't for you know freak Plymouth, we'd have won that anyway. But still got promoted. Did any of us think that we'd be top four comfortably in the playoffs? Bear two points off top the top two. In our, in our own hands, if we win every game for the rest of the season, we're promoted. Simple. Right? I know, I know it says simple, but we've got to play Southampton. That's that's the point I'm making. We've got to play Southampton at home. Right? Southampton has still got to play Leeds away on the last game of the season. They've got to play West Brom. They've got to play Leicester. They're not easy games for them. I'm not saying they'll blip, but equally, we don't need to worry too much about that. We just need to focus on what we're doing. You know, Bristol away last season, we all walked away Valentine's Day. We talked about Valentine's Day coming up. Valentine's Day last year was, you know, nil-nil. We know how, how that ended. Did any town fan leaving that game think we were going to be celebrating automatic promotion? And did you did you think fast forward 12 months would be on the cusp challenging for promotion to the Premier League? So, you know, I think we've got the right we've got the right um, people in the right places. There was a comment there from someone, I think it was Tom or, or someone about um, scouting abroad and stuff like that. And I think the I think when we're when we're more of an established champion, because remember this is still our first season in the championship, you know, but when we've established that or established in the Premier League, not even established in the Premier League, if we get promoted next season, you'll you'll see more investment there. You've got more expenditure and all the rest of it, you know, to get recruitment set up in another country and to get additional scouts, it all costs money. I mean, they're talking about the head of recruitment possibly going back to Man United. So that's, um, that might throw a little spanner in the works because, you know, he's delivered good, uh, well, certainly he's been in the team of delivered good signings, haven't they, since, uh, you know, since he's come in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Hopeful, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, we've got another question, actually, which sort of, sort of segues on to the West Brom game this weekend as we, we wrap up and have a live show. It's been, it's been great, Callie and Steve, for joining joining me and joining us as we discuss all things town. And uh, it's from Andy. And obviously, Cameron Burgess is back from his Asian Cup duty with Australia. Um, do you think Burgess will replace Fridge this weekend? Steve, Callie, thoughts on that? And just thoughts on the team as a whole? Keith Moore is guaranteed to start, you reckon? Um, any other positions as well? But yeah, Steve, quick... Quick one on that. Burgess, do you reckon he's back in? 100%. It's not even up for debate. Um, I mean, Fridge, Fridge had a horror show against Preston first half. Um, got player of the... Was he player of the month before that? Um, yeah. So he's not He's not been... He's just had a really... He had a, one of those games where you just want to forget about it. But Burgess has... Burgess surprised me because when we signed him, I was like, well, I'm not sure that's the right kind of player we need. I don't think he's at the level we need. He's been amazing for us. Um, he's solid. Um, so I think he will come. To, if he's fit and he's not jet lagged and he can cope with the, um, the the rigors of playing a game on Saturday, I think he'll he'll be back in for Fridge. Um, in my I think, opinion. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. He's, and again, Burgess, you look at 
some of the players, it's that coaching, isn't it? You know, McKenna's brought people up to the right levels. You know, the, the, he was written off by a lot of fans to say, look, he wouldn't last in the championship. Haladiki was another one. Even people written off Wolfie, they written off um, Harness. All these people have been contributing and, you know, to to where we are at the moment. Um, unlike up top, so up top, you know, people were a bit surprised that Moore didn't come straight in. I, I had a feeling Jackson was going to start against Preston. The difference there is at the back, McKenna has been known to chop it and change it. Whereas at the top, it's a bit more, have you got the, um, you know, the confidence and all the rest of it. Again, with Steve, if Burgess is fit, he's got to come back in. I don't think, I don't think Fridge has done anything bad, but this is about your strongest 11. And at the moment, like, it's, it's probably, you know, the, the result, I don't, I don't even think it's the own goals because, you know, he couldn't have really done nothing against about them own goals. That was, you know, one's he stuck a leg out as a deflection. The other one is he's, he's recovering and, you know, he's poked it or whatever. But I, I think it's more a case that, you know, for me, Burgess and Wolfie is, is the, it's a partnership. So even if, even if we said Fridge was a better defender in terms of stats and everything than Cameron Burgess, I just think together and the fact that they've probably played 20 games this season together, I think Wolfie and Burgess is the better fit. Um, and I, I think for me, it's just about right back's going to be interesting over the coming weeks in terms of can Brandon Williams come back and slot in and get to Brandon Williams that remember when he first kind of signed. You know, I, I think you think back, his best performance was Preston at home, wasn't it? Where he got that goal or whatever, which was a brilliant goal. But even again, some some great tackling and all the rest of it. If he can come in, great. But I think Clark's a good deputy as well. So I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, he will start because, yeah, Brandon Williams ain't at the club yet, is he? He's, he's back in, they say he'll be back in a couple of weeks or something, I think. Um, and then, yeah, more. I can't see anyone. I think maybe we'll see uh, Sami until start again. Um, I think the pitch didn't help him, but he, he is a, he's a good player, you know. Um, and I think bringing Broadhead off as an option is a, at the moment, I think the better option for us rather than starting him. I think he's, he's not found his firing boots. He's not, you know, although actually I'm going to contradict myself here. So I've been quite critical of him over, and I'm not in a bad way, but I've just been saying, look, he's been over the last turn of the year, he's been the most frustrating player because he does some of the great stuff. And then it just it just takes an extra touch or tries an extra thing, and he just loses it or makes the wrong thing. Makes the, you know decision making was wrong, but then the second goal against Preston. Normally, I'm expecting Broadhead to kind of do, overdo it there, but he, he slots it down to Leaf, who then hands it over to Keith Moore, who then obviously gets the goal or whatever. So, you know, it's just I don't know. Maybe maybe he just needed that kind of target man to take the pressure away from him. Who knows? So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Either way, I'm, I'm confident. You may not be, Roscoe, but I'm confident we're going to win. I'll say that. I want us to win, obviously. You know, when I predict, I never yeah. predict a defeat or predict a draw, but I just think it's going to be one of those days. It'll be a, it'll be a tough game. And um, I think the first goal is going to be very important. And hopefully Town scores that first goal. And uh, it'll be interesting. more bullet header. Bang. Yeah, I like that. I'll take that right now. Um, some, so Andy said, "Is it, are we not worried about Burgess's lack of game time in the in the Asian Cup? Obviously, it, it wasn't ideal that he wasn't playing games. Um, yeah. Obviously, he goes flies all the way to Qatar, and I think he played like one like game, like one full night, I think, and then I think the rest was I think he made came off the bench in one game. But um, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, and Dino's gone. Um, of course, he had balance, doesn't he? Burgess being left sided yeah. to the half, which helps Leaf." 
Um, but yeah, it'd be good to see Cameron Burgess back into the team and all that jazz. Um, but we are have gone over the arm. The flip side of him not playing though is that he's he's not going to be knackered, um, and he was in good form before he went away. So as long as he mentally he can kind of get his head around coming back in to a team that's still up at the top and was still challenging, um, I, I think I think he'll be okay. Going back to the point you were making, Cali about Broadhead, I feel I don't know what's the, what what is what the challenges are for for Broadhead because he, he he has been superb like when we got him everyone's like what the hell where did we how do we manage to get this lad he's t- top draw but I think with the addition of Moore up front who I I think will be playing now regularly right through to the end of the season McKenna obviously loves Jackson because if he didn't he'd have been gone um mm-hmm. so and I can see all the benefits of having Jackson for his different type of play but with Moore in the team and then you've got Wes and and Broadhead they obviously all got on it, and that, that must have been a contributing factor for more coming. I'm thinking yeah. I'm going to be playing with these lads who are in the national team with me. So I'm hoping that he gets a kind of a new lease of life with with Kiefer playing um, and can go back to what he what we know. Because there are point, Cali's point is about that final touch is a bit too, he goes for the extra thing. Most of the time, he, 90 times out of 10, 100, he doesn't need to do it. Just... Mm. You beat the player, you you make the space, and then you play the ball. Talking like a professional, um, but that's kind of. I, I think he's kind of struggled without Hurst in the team um, for the last few weeks. Um, I know he wasn't playing a hundred percent before that, but I think Kiefer Moore might be the, you know, the saving grace for him. I think that might be the thing that kicks him on. Um, yeah, but it's just it's that pressure off him. I guess maybe maybe he feels that. Yeah. You know, was it um, what game was it where he, he he missed a free kick, and then the next opportunity, I think, he got a free ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. He smashed it, or whatever. And he, he did the interview after saying, you know, he was just so frustrated, he just lashed it or whatever. And well, Cardiff, Cardiff, it's Cardiff, Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah. Oh well, you never know. When Scott Cardiff on Sky, it might be, you know, the Welsh boys' nice little return for them to Wales or whatever. I don't know, but. I just feel we're in a good place. We've strengthened our squad over the transfer. Like the transfer window has, it's made our starting 11 better. It's not just made the squad better. It's made our starting 11 better. So if the, you know, the where we was at the moment got us to fourth with, you know, well, call it third because we've got a game in hand over Leeds or whatever, um, then we're going to strength and we've strengthened now, then there's no reason we can't kick on. And just, just one other thing, just sorry, back to Burgess. I think one thing that goes underrated is actually like we, we think of him as a kick it, head it, lump it type of defender, but actually his passing is is pretty good. Do you know what I mean? Was it against Blackburn, um, her skull? And he just played this. And I think if, it, I was, if, it was, if that was Leaf or someone like that, we'd be like, uh, you know, applauding it for months on end or whatever. But I think he, he, he offers you more than that. And like I said, it's the fact he's settled with Wolfie. They've built that cohesion or whatever and the chemistry or whatever you want to call it from there and you know we'll all be happy come May when we're celebrating promotion of the Premier League Wow just a positive man I want that positivity just bring it to me Kelly bring it to me I love that and um, two yeah. two bit years ago we were losing 2-0 away at Barrow yeah yeah not great not great yeah, that, that, was, that was dark that was very dark times that was very dark times since then McKenna's come in and we've been promoted to the championship and we're currently fourth in the division which is 
fantastic. Um, hopefully it continues, boys and girls. Um, and it's been another great show, boys. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh, any other business, Steve? Um, great to have you back on. Um, I'll look forward to seeing you uh, when I go down the Plymouth uh, next month. I can get a ticket, which I think might be tricky. If I can get a ticket, um, hopefully the uh, Southwest supporters group, uh, John down there, does a sterling job helping out with, with sort of local Southwest-based tickets. Well, that was my a- AOB, really, my a- any other business. Like, for us fans who are, like, in the arse end of nowhere and we're miles away from Portman Road, there are a number of kind of Southwest-based games coming up. We've got Swansea, um, Cardiff, Plymouth. Um, we play Bristol City at Portman Road. My mate's a Bristol City fan. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, I was abusing him last night when they were playing Forest in the Cup um, and then secretly really hoping they beat Forest. But... Um, so, yeah, so it's nice for us to have some games locally where we can all get together and sort of meet up and sort of uh, have a beer and, and watch the games. So, yeah, the Southwest run of fixtures is always nice. Go up, there won't be any. No, no, there's no, there's no teams. Really? Be the Midlands, no. wouldn't it? That would be the nearest we've got. Yeah. That's why I love the Championship. Bournemouth, Bournemouth somewhat. Bournemouth, yeah, Bournemouth would be all right. Yeah, that's, yeah they ain't going to go down, so... Yeah, but yeah, with the last last couple of years, obviously we've had there's been loads. You know, this year obviously there's loads, and in, in League One there was there's a good amount as well. But um, but yeah, Plymouth, I look forward to that long trip down there. Uh, but Callie, how are you? Um, to end the pods, any other business? Uh, no, man, living the dream on KOA Live, loving it. Um, but yeah, just um, excited, optimistic, and excited. Really, I think. Ashton's delivered. We saw he delivered last January. We saw what McKenna did with that. I have faith we'll do it. We just concentrate on our game. We don't need to worry about Southampton. We don't need to worry about Leeds. We just keep doing what we, we can do. And we come through the hardest month, still in contention, still in touching distance. You know, people looked at December beforehand. Would you put your, um, you know, would people have said, okay, we'd still be within a chance of top two? Because it is, it's two points we're talking about, right? Two points. 17 games to play for. Football is a funny old game. Did people think Luton would go up last season? You know, and I and you would love it to, to, to hear Don Goodman cry about Ipswich going up. Let's let's hear your bloody commentary then, you idiot. Do you know what I mean? All these sky bloody idiots, man. Like it would be good to just stick one to them. I think that's what the the, the other guys probably need. Well, I don't think they need any more motivation, but just go put some sky punditry on in there in, in Playford Road and there. That'll get the motivation. Yeah, indeed, my friends. Well, bring it on. 17 games, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the February fixtures, obviously. Uh, boys have predicted um, an unbeaten February, and uh, well, Callie's gone unbeaten 17 yeah. games. So, yeah, bring it on. Um, but, yeah, Callie, Steve, thanks for joining me. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening live. Um, if you're listening after the live show, make sure to come and join us next week. Every Thursday, we bring you a live show. Uh, to get you involved, your comments, your feelings, your thoughts, your debate, and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, if you're going to the game um, at West Brom at Port Road, enjoy it. I'm not going to be there, so there'll be no game day. I'm sorry, I'm letting you down. Um, Part timer, you can call me. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. How does that work? How does that work? There's 46 games, Roscoe. We let we, we can let you off the league one. Do what you know are you doing? That's more important than game. Hang on, I'm not doing your driving test, are you? <laughs> no, on a Saturday. No, I don't no, know. No. They not doing on Saturdays. Yeah, true, true. I got a story. I got a. I got a story about uh, driving and and stuff. It'll be really quick. 
So um, I got done for speeding the other week, um, a few weeks ago, and I had to do the speed awareness course, right? So I get on the call, it's a Zoom call, I've got this former road sign behind me, the guy goes, you're an Ipswich fan. And then he, make, he makes some comment, he said, yeah, I've seen you on the pod. I was like, what the hell? And then he went, you don't have to be on this call, mate, you can just drop off, you've passed. I mean, obviously he didn't do that, I had to do the whole bloody thing and, and make sure I passed, but... Uh, yeah, so that was quite nice. Really? Ipswich Town, based in Essex, oh, so which most of them are. I think. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, I think that's what I need. I need to get that luck. I need someone who is a, a town fan who is like a driving instructor or something, and gone. Yeah, go on, Ross. I'll just keep that. One. Um, what's his name? Whitby. Yeah, Whitby. Yeah, Whitby. Obviously, oh, he's. Yeah. he's, oh, he's yeah, you need he's, to get in, in contact with him, man. He, he's the one who does um, drive me and does give me um, you know help, but um, obviously I need to pass my theory. Which is soon, so hopefully I do pass it. Um, but yeah, but anyway, um, Callie, I know you've just put in our private chat. We've got a little private chat. Uh, you it's can like it's etiquette, isn't it? Call it yeah, etiquette. I like, that. Yeah. I like your man. Um, yeah, I, I thought I'd seize the opportunity, seeing as there's going to be no game day on uh, on on Saturday. Just launched a little vlog, so we, we did it and started. I think the first game was the Borough away game, so we started like go to the games. Hear me waffle on about Ipswich after the game or whatever, and do some nice little clips or whatever. So um, that will be coming out. Just search my name, Cali Bizler, um, on um, YouTube, or it'll be in my uh, Twitter bio and all the rest of it. But if you subscribe and we get to a thousand subscribers, we're going to give away a signed Ipswich top. So um, to, to some random winner, and unlike un, unlike what Roscoe thinks, he's not getting it. Right? He's he's got he's on the exemption list. Right? It can't work that way. But no, nah, just, um, yeah, man, just plugging that, really. I like it. I like it, my friend. Always good to see issues content flying about, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, not there. But um, follow the coverage, as always, with the boys. Uh, Stu and Alex are going to be there. So follow their coverage. Um, I'll be back for another Caraway fan social next week. Obviously, got a Valentine's night at the Den next week. So I'll be there with game day. But enjoy the game, as says. Will you be my Valentine, then? Yes. Yes, Callie. You'll be my Valentine. Oh. Cheers. I'm not bringing you flowers. It's fine. Chocolates. I'll, I'll take chocolates. I'll have just give me some chocolates. All that oh, chocolates. I'll get you the chocolates. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for for listening once again and watching. And um, yeah, make sure to follow us on all our socials. Follow Callie. Follow Steve as well. And we're back next time for another Cowway Live. See you later. Bye. Bye.
With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.